Hello, everyone. This is DJ Mail for Real Podcast. Yes, that is right. This is DJ Mail for Real Podcast. And this is your host, J Mail, flying at you solo today with a week 15 NFL power rankings, also known as the first week of the fantasy football playoffs. Not that we will be covering that at all in the show because this is a power ranking show. We're going to be ranking out the teams. And, uh, you know, it, obviously, this, with some of the games that happened this week, the NFL shook up a little. Um, we will try to cover some of the COVID news, but frankly, at this point in time, without a list of, without a thorough list of like who's vaccinated and who's not and where they are, as far as, uh, the past test for COVID, there's still plenty of players that are in limbo. So I will try not to, when we do tomorrow's show with, uh, the breaking down of all the games, we're going to have a little more clarity with the injury reports. So I'm going to focus more of, uh, on that, um, come to tomorrow's show that I'm doing with uh, Mr. Rarig. And uh, yeah, so um, there, there's not going to be a lot of prediction talk on the show, so it'll probably be a little bit uh, shorter. It's just going to be assessing what the teams have come through. Uh, anything notable that we know happened minus COVID this week. So, and I get it, taking COVID out of the picture kind of skews the whole thing. But, uh, you know, obviously if we know the player is going to be out this coming week, uh, either way, then yes, we will cover that. But there are still way too many that are up in the air. There's a lot of injuries that are up in the air. So doing this show to the best of my ability, uh, not being able to predict the future on Sunday. So yeah, um, so definitely. Uh, but you know, there's still plenty to go over. There's still last week's games and how they affect the greater playoff picture. And you know, honestly, uh, it, it's you think that getting this late in the season, you know, we we have four more weeks of play that we would know a little more, but the truth is only six teams have been eliminated from playoff contention as of this point in time. And uh, actually, I'm not even sure it's six teams. I think it's 26 teams are within a game of a playoff spot or entered last Sunday within a game of a playoff spot. You know, the, the truth is the NFL is incredibly crowded. There's no team running away with it anymore. Um, though I would, I would say that there is definitely a clear number one in my opinion, though it doesn't seem to match anybody else's power rankings. So, so, so what do I know? Um, yeah, right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, at, at the same time, I definitely believe there's a clear number one in this league. And um, I think the rest of it is just kind of clumped a little more together. So let us get started. Uh, kicking it off. I have a, uh, I have a new 32 again. Um, you know, to, to, to be completely honest, it's, you know what? I, I wrote this list before the Jacksonville Jaguars fired Urban Meyer. Um, I think with Urban Meyer long, no longer there, I do, I do not have a new 32. So, yeah, so I'm going to keep Houston Texans at the 32. Oddly enough, if the Urban Meyer news didn't break late last night, I actually would have moved the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, you know, I'm looking at my show notes and I have the Jacksonville Jacksonville Jaguars at 32, but I think getting rid of the huge distraction that is Urban Meyer, the uh, the toxicity he had, he had with the team and the coaches and the on the field stuff and the off the field stuff and the fact that this team just clearly hasn't performed like it wasn't super talented, but it's you know you ha you have to wonder if with a better coach Trevor Lawrence might actually be doing much better at this point in time. Uh, shoulda coulda woulda who knows. But now we get to see the Jacksonville team released from the shackles of Urban Meyer. So with that said, Houston does move down to 2-11. and 11. They're one of the reasons why I was going to put Jacksonville at 32 uh, and at 31 instead now is because they just kind of feel like the team that you play to get right. 
you know, um, the Seahawks weren't right. They played Jacksonville blowout with, uh, blowout shutout with. Um, the Tennessee Titans were, uh, weren't right. They played Jacksonville blowout with. So, you know, blah, 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 cures all ills. But, uh, you yeah, know, at this point in time, I, I'm going to say that the Texans are slightly worse because I think the Jaguars get a boost from that maze. Both teams are 2-11. Uh, Jacksonville coming off the loss to Tennessee. Houston coming off the loss to Seattle. Uh, and they will be playing each other this week. In the game will be in Jacksonville. Coming in at 30 is the 111 and 1 Detroit Lions coming off a uh, blowout loss to the Denver Broncos. You know, the truth is this team plays scrappy quite a bit. They play scrappy quite often. They 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 claw their way back into the games, the Pittsburgh game, the Minnesota game, uh, Minnesota games. There, there's a lot of close losses and um but the thing that just keeps this team as one of the worst teams, besides the fact that they have the worst record in the NFL, is that they will throw in the – they will go from being scrappy and, um, you know, uh, competitive one game to just getting a horrible loss to, frankly, I'm still not buying the Broncos' offense as, as a, a team that should be putting up the amount of points that uh, Detroit just gave up. So it doesn't get any easier for Detroit this week. They're playing at home to Arizona Cardinals. And, uh, yeah, I guess we'll see from there. And, you know, this, is, this could very easily be another game where Detroit's completely in it. And it could also be easily be another game where they get blown out. Um, moving right up the list to the 29th spot is the 3-10 and 10 New York Jets, fresh off a blowout loss to the New Orleans Saints. Uh, yeah, no, uh, you, you start to see some hopes uh, one week and then uh, – Alvin Kamara and Jason Hill just gash you. Um, yeah. You know, there, there, there's not much to say beyond that. It's uh, This team has gone through its fair share of growing pains up to this point in time. Uh, obviously, currently not having Elijah Moore is a big deal. Michael Carter uh, doesn't look like he will be playing this week. So the, the Jets have to get through another week uh, to, to, to look at all the rookies. I mean, the, the, there is promise there, but, you know, the, the truth is with the two biggest highlights of the team, Michael Carter and Elijah Moore are both, um, yeah, are both not present at this point in time. So the Jets give you very little reason to watch them. They're going to be playing at Miami this week. Um, yeah, it would be shocking if their offense can put together uh, enough points to be competitive with the Dolphins. Coming in at 28th is the 4-9 New York Giants, fresh off a horrible loss to the Los Angeles Chargers, going to play Dallas this week. Uh, yeah, um, the Giants defense has kept them in games for a while, and the last uh, the last couple of weeks, just, um, you know, the truth is when you can't convert some of those close losses into wins, eventually it starts to, eventually it starts to fall apart. Um, this is a coaching staff that looks like it needs to start over this is a uh offense that doesn't seem to be able to score with anyone at this point in time and it's a defense that's finally tired of all the extra hours that they've had to put in because uh, the offense can't uh sustain a drive uh Saquon Barkley is a shell of his, of, of his former self uh, the team is continuing to get uh get ransacked with COVID and an injury so there, there, there's a there's a lot of uh bad going on here they, they could have been a competitive team this year but they lost too many close games and now they're just not in it anymore coming in at the rank of 27 is the carolina panthers five and eight fresh off a uh fresh off the season ending loss in my opinion to the atlanta falcons 
And I completely get it that statistically they're not eliminated yet, but I said it last week on this show. Uh, the loser of this game was not going to be relevant in the uh, NFC playoff picture. And then, you know, the winner of the game probably wouldn't be relevant uh, in another week or two. So um, I hold by that. But uh, the loser of this game is definitely, um, which was Carolina, that, yeah, is definitely out at this point in time, in my opinion, though not quite statistically. Um, their defense that has been good uh, majority of the year gave up a lot of points to the Atlanta Falcons. Um, they limited Cordell Patterson, but other people got involved. So this this offense is uh, is starting. The Falcons' offense is starting to find itself a little, and uh, they did so versus Carolina. And really, at this point in time, no Christian McCaffrey, Cam Newton has come back to more of what people thought he would be rather than uh, rather than what he flashed the first week and a half or so. And, uh, yeah, uh, long road ahead, especially going to Buffalo this week. Uh, Southern team fate playing in, in, in Buffalo in the middle of December. Yeah, this streak is only going to get worse for the Carolina Panthers. Coming at 26, off their loss at Green Bay is the 4-9 Chicago Bears. You you know, it's funny because I don't view Chicago as that bad of a team, but at a certain point in time, the record has to speak for itself. David Montgomery has not been, like I predicted, has not been just lighting it up. And, um, you know, the fields continues to struggle. Yeah, granted, they played against the Packers. They've been, considering the opponent, they've been, um, They've shown you a little these past two weeks against uh, the, the Cardinals and the Pack uh, and the Packers, but the truth is they're still losing by double digits. They're still uh, they're they're still not performing up to their full potential. Who knows? Maybe maybe we see a different team as they host the Minnesota Vikings this week. Maybe we see a little bit more of a breakout uh, performance from Justin Fields. Maybe we see David Montgomery get back on track again this week. Maybe we see the defense actually able to limit a team. Uh, the Vikings pose a good test, but at, at the end of the day, this team isn't going to go anywhere. So they're almost better off losing. Not that you should ever tank a game, but just simply pointing out that, you know, this team is not in playoff contention anymore. And, um, yeah. Moving up the list, 25th in the New Orleans Saints, the 6th and 7th New, New Orleans Saints, coming off a blowout win at the New York Jets. Uh, going to face a team that they love to face in the regular season at Tampa Bay this week. Um, you know, part, part of me just wants to write in a 7-7 seven seven record, but, you know, the truth is the Saints just aren't as good of a team as the Buccaneers. Um, it, for some reason, they own them in the regular season. Uh, it, it, it was corrected in the playoffs last year. Maybe it gets corrected in the regular season this year. The, that defense does match up well against Tom Brady. But, you know, at, at the same time, it's one of those things where, yes, Alvin Kamara is back and Taysom Hill has looked a little more efficient in front of this offense. But the offense is still drastically lacking. Like, you don't really, outside of those two for, for fantasy purposes and for uh, Kamara for real game purposes, that their impact is – um, the impact of this offense is very little felt. So the defense is legit. The defense, it continues to swarm. The defense continues to be one of the top units in the league. Um, but, you know, uh, they're out, they're definitely out talented by their next opponent. But if they find a way to win, like they have find a way to win versus Tampa Bay in, a, in the past because of the matchup, it, this could very well become uh, the Saints back into the playoff picture. I mean, honestly, they're only 
what only a game out right now. No, they're tied for the final spot right now. So, so you have to assume they're still in it. Coming in at five and eight in the 22nd spot is the Seattle Seahawks. Huge blowout win in Houston. Last couple of weeks, they've gotten things right. Uh, but it's been against bad opponents, weak opponents. So like, you know, Jaguars and Texas, no one to write home about. Uh, I probably moved them up higher on the list than I should have at this point in time. But for me, being able to see that offense be explosive again, even against a bad team, is important because if it was completely all on Russell Wilson's finger, then even versus bad teams, he wouldn't be completing those passes. He'd still be overthrowing guys. He'd, he'd still be wincing towards the end of the game. So to me, it's more about they are finally, uh, Wilson's finally starting to get healthy. The offense is finally starting to respond. Um, and they're going to play a team that they've done well. Against, uh, no, that they have not done well. Wow. I was about to say they've done well uh, against the Rams in recent history. And I'm like, nope, nope, no, that's not true. Even when the Rams were bad and the Seahawks were good, uh, the Rams seem to have their number. But, uh, yeah, so they're going into a tough game at the Los Angeles Rams this week. I'm not sure that we get a clearer picture of what the Seahawks are, and that's one of the things that uh, why I have them so low on the list because we still don't have a clear picture of what they can be. And the truth is they're five and eight. Time is running out. Time is running out quickly. You know, the, there are way too many teams tied at six and seven ahead of them for that final spot right now. It would be really hard to imagine that they overcome all of those teams to play up, to claim a playoff spot. Moving up the list, coming in at the uh, – oh, man, I jumped over two teams. 22nd was Seattle. 25th was New Orleans. Uh, 24th is Las Vegas Raiders, 6-7, and seven, playing, um, playing at Cleveland this Sunday, fresh off a horrible loss at a Kansas City Chiefs. I'm done pretending that this team is a good team. You know, honestly, I'm done pretending that this this offense can hang with the elite. I'm done pretending that um, um, that, that, that the Las Vegas Raiders are anything but a blip on the 2021 season. They're gonna, they are a they are a mediocre team with 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 bad decision making at the top. They're a team that um, has not responded well to the adversary uh, that has been hitting them this year. And, uh, don't get me wrong. There, there are highlights. There are definite highlights on this team. Yannick uh, Ngakwe and uh, Max Crosby are the most prolific pass rushing tandem in the league right now. Uh, both, uh, both among um, next gen stats, uh, top um, uh, pre uh, top disruptors. So, so congrats to them. Like they are the pass rush, the best pass rush duel in the league for the 2021 season. Um, hashtag, it's time to promote my hashtag, hashtag IDP awareness. They are both uh, IDP awareness players. That's individual defensive, um, individual defensive players. So uh, whenever one of your big time uh, players, if you, if, if your defense does well in, uh, in the playoffs this week, or if you're playing in a league with IDP or, or if the big defensive player on the team that you root for just has a big game, hashtag that, uh, give them a shout out and hashtag it with IDP awareness. That's hashtag IDP awareness. Um, and, you know, obviously on the other end of the ball, you have Hunter Renfro just redefining what a slot receiver is. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, huge season there. Can continue to pile up cat, uh, catches, yards, and, uh, you know, very tricky cover around the goal line. Uh, if this team could ever get it all together at the same time, if they could just make intelligent decisions from the sideline, like, you know, like playing the Chiefs the right way, 
then then maybe they could get it together, but um, you know something needs to change. And in the twenty third spot, we have the Atlanta Falcons, six and seven, fresh off a win at Carolina, going into a tough game at San Francisco. You know, I, I'm not a believer yet. It's I should be a believer because they scored a lot of points. They they scored twenty nine points on that Carolina D. So maybe I should be a believer, but the schedule versus San Francisco doesn't get any easier. Um, who knows? The Falcons could be a team I was very wrong about. Uh, I'm not ready to say that yet because when I look at it, when, when I look at Bosa barreling down on Matt Ryan this week, I'm sure everything that I thought about the Falcons uh, in the preseason will return. And it's kind of like, you yeah, know, this is a team that's just, uh, that that's just, gotten good at the right moments but they're not a good team i mean their, their record has them at six and seven so and they they have played their fair share of weaker opponents too so uh yeah um there's not i'm not wasting a lot of time on the falcons it's um it is interesting to see that uh cordell patterson uh mike davis has taken a few uh steps up and uh in recent weeks and cordell patterson a few steps back um it is interesting to see how they're how they're developing as an offense and improving, but um, I I still don't think that we have a definitive look on what they are yet. We already covered Seattle twenty two and twenty one. We have Denver seven and six. Maybe I'm not respecting them enough, um, but a lot of those seven wins, fresh off their win in Detroit, have come against the worst teams in the league. Like I. And yeah, they've had some impressive wins. They've had some blowout wins, a, a, a blowout win against the uh, Detroit Lions this week. You know, I will start believing when you shut down Cincinnati this week. You got a home game. You got a mile high. You have some, you have a highly touted secondary. Let's keep Jamar Chase out of the end zone, right? Like, if, if you're going to show that you can win with your defense, because you're not getting a ton of help from off. Yeah, dynamic run game, but uh, you're, you're down by seven points with two minutes left to play. You're not winning that game. Just period. You're not winning that game. So you have to make sure it never gets to that point. If you can hold Jamar Chase, uh, Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins out of the end zone, assuming they're all playing, then you know what? I'll start to pay attention. And it will be much higher this week. Uh, I, I don't, I'm not going to, likewise, I'm not going to move you up if you somehow win a game in which all three of them score. Like, you know, you somehow go out there and you win a 34 to 31 game. I'm not going to believe that you can hold up and win in that style. Yes, you'll be, you'll be on a fast track to the playoffs at that point in time. But I need to see, if you're going to win with a secondary that locks everything down, I need to see that week in and week out now at this point in time. And it has to start with the Bengals because who better to start with, right? So really a prove-me game for Denver this week. A lot of prove-me games in the league this week. Uh, you have the 6-6-1 Pittsburgh Steelers at the ten- uh, hosting the Tennessee Titans this week. Fresh off that bad loss at Minnesota. Can Pittsburgh turn around? You know, Tennessee it still isn't 100%. Still no Derrick Henry. Don't know if we're getting A.J. Brown this week. We do have Julio Jones back now. Um, you know, it's this Tennessee Titan team hasn't done right. If Pittsburgh is going to prove themselves to be a serious playoff team, they need to win this to actually get back into everything because they didn't look like they were serious last week. 
in Minnesota. Uh, in Minnesota. Coming at 19th, we have the Philadelphia Eagles fresh off a bye, six and seven. Most recently, that uh, big win over the Jets and uh, that another prove me game. We have Washington and Philly. Uh, Washington, I have up at 17, Philly at 19. Uh, they play each other this week in Philadelphia. Um, Philly coming off a bye. Washington come off a loss in Dallas, both six and seven. The loser is not going to be around at the end, you know, because even if you yeah, yeah, you might be able to equalize things in the division eventually because they, they NFC East plays a lot against each other towards the end. But the truth is that you know there are other teams. Oh, oh, there are so many teams that are six and seven in the NFC. It would be really hard to imagine that one of them doesn't just run it out and claim that final spot. So now, now you need San Francisco to stumble probably multiple times in order for in in order to get into the playoffs like it's you know it maybe you can afford one loss if your tiebreakers are good but it's it, to me it just kind of feels like if, if you're starting to go into the six and eight range after this week in the nfc that 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 is the cause for panic um so washington and philly are uh are, are facing off to see who goes there. Another six and seven team in the NFC. The Minnesota Vikings, fresh off a win in Pittsburgh. They got that huge uh, game of Chicago in Chicago this week. Um, yeah, um, Minnesota is is the more talented team. Kirk Cousins, um, yeah, they're playing without Adam Thielen, but we they had uh, uh, KJ Osborne step up into the role, and uh, we still don't know what's going on with the running back situation as a whole. Uh, Alexander Madison will be missing the next game of COVID. Um, they did sign Wayne Gallman. Um, Cook, yes, is questionable, but he was questionable last week, so that shoulder has to be a little bit better. Uh, barring some sort of crazy setback or COVID himself, um, they should be set to go with uh, Cook and Jefferson yet again, making all sorts of dynamic plays for that offense. And uh, that defense should be able to limit a Chicago Bears offense that at best has been mediocre this year. Uh, coming in at the 16th spot is the six and seven Miami Dolphins. A little harder to make the playoffs at six and seven in the AFC than it is in the NFC at this point. They're fresh off a of bye, but uh, you know they have a great team that's just gonna that, that that's going to help them uh, propel them to 500 this week in the New York Jets. Um, though with that said, they will have to do it without Jalen Waddle. Um, looking for a big game for Mike Gesicki probably, but uh, you know that that that's being covered in tomorrow's show and. Uh, that defense continues to seem though they continue to do uh, uh yeah they, they they continue to put that team into positions where they can win games and Tua is enough to do that. Uh I know I've said that uh, there are some people I don't believe are enough to do that in this league, but Tua is definitely enough. So long as the defense is playing strong. And you gotta expect that versus the Jets. All right, coming in at the 15th spot is the seven and six Cleveland Browns off of a huge win in Baltimore. Cleveland's been an up and down team all season. You, you gotta beat the bad teams when they're when they're coming up. And Vegas isn't that bad of a team. They're only one game out in the loss column. You you want to make a statement if you're the Cleveland Browns this week. You need to go out and make sure the Las Vegas Raiders are never in this game. Do to the Raiders what you did to the Ravens, and you will find yourself in the heat of the playoff discussion. They already did themselves a huge favor by winning that game versus Baltimore in the division. It got them right back into the playoff picture. And, uh, yeah, so 
Miles Garrett continues to impress this season, and um, he's going to need to have another big game in order for this team to realize their full potential. Coming in at 14, uh, I was a little, I was probably a little generous to Baltimore, to be completely honest, keeping them up at 14. Their record does imply that they should be uh, here or a little bit higher, so that's the reason why I kept them there. That loss to Cleveland, though, is kind of bad. Lamar Jackson is week to week. You know, the truth is, even if Lamar Jackson plays, he's not going to be than just Lamar Jackson. He's not going to have that same burst. He's dealing with an ankle injury. He's a mobile quarterback dealing with – no, he, he's not just a mobile quarterback. Wow, that's an understatement of century. He is a running quarterback, uh, an elite running quarterback, who who is dealing with an ankle injury. He is not going to be the same level of dynamic. And, um, you know, versus Green Bay, he's going to need to be the same level of dynamic. Like, Things can go wonky because, you know, it's the NFL and everything. And uh, the Ravens are the type of team that things can go wonky with. And it wouldn't be shocked if they beat the Packers. But at this current point in time, they are, they are staring at a very true reality. Uh, they're, they're staring at a very plausible reality that they are eight and six and no longer in first in the AFC North at the end of this week. So another huge pro league game. Uh, at this point in time, uh, the 13th seed, uh, my 13th ranked Buffalo Bills. I, I don't know why I'm still this high on them. Like <laughs> they're seven and six. They're off a loss to Tampa Bay. I mean, I guess because they lost to Tampa Bay in impressive fashion, as opposed to you know it was overtime. But um, you know that highly touted uh, defense it just kind of got shredded by the Bucks. And yeah, I I, I get it that you know Bucks shred a lot of defenses. But if you're uh, when the offense is struggling the way it is, you, you can't have your defense give up that final play like it was to Chris Godwin, and you know so many, like yeah, so many points scored. <laughs> um, Josh Allen seems to be, seems to be continually one reckless move away from another uh, from an, from an injury that just eliminates the Buffalo Bills completely. Um, you got to wonder if his boldness eventually is just going to completely backfire. Uh, I don't, you know, the good news for them is they played the Carolina Panthers this week. So I'm not going to call this a get right week though, because it's one of those things where even if, even if they go out and they beat the Carolina Panthers, like 31 to three or something like that, do we really have faith in this Buffalo Bills team at this point in any, any uh, you know, anymore? At best, they're going to be tied for that final playoff spot, you know, or whatever, how many playoff spots are available for the teams that are tied. Because um, there's going to be other eight and six teams in the AFC, probably other eight and six teams that aren't in the playoffs at the end of this week. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, one of those teams that could easily be an eight and six this week, uh, there's going to be a team coming out of this game that's eight and six unless they tie. Uh, come, comes in at 12th on my list is seven and six Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, bad loss to San Francisco, but as far as I'm concerned, losing to San, um, Cincinnati and San Francisco was going was always going to be a really good game. Um, I, you know, and I, I think the better team won. I know that uh, my co-host and I disagreed on uh, this game, and that we fundamentally disagree on the San Francisco 49ers by a lot, and we disagree about the Cincinnati Bengals a little. I still have them ranked number 12 because I still believe in the overall talent on this team. I think the Logan Wilson injury um, did hurt them last week, and uh, we don't know if he's going to be back yet. It seems like he's not going to be back this week as of right now. But for the most part, um, 
it's much well no <laughs> going against that Denver run game that that might be a challenge but uh you know it's it, yeah this is kind of a proving spot for uh, Cincinnati too because they need to show that 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 offense is elite enough to win even against uh even against the elite defenses and that defense needs to step it up and just stop this rushing attack of the Denver Broncos this week I have a good feeling about Cincinnati this week but um yeah um, we'll find out when the game is played on Sunday. Coming in at 11, is the 9-4 Tennessee Titans. Huge get-right win versus the Jaguars this week. Not really. I mean, but let's be honest. Anyone can beat the Jaguars. So, yeah, it's nice to see that the Titans won. They have a MO of losing the bad teams. So it's nice to see that they won, um, at least for them. Uh, A.J. Brown may be coming back. It, it doesn't look like he's going to be back this week, but he's – uh, there is still a chance at this point in time Julio Jones is back. Um, they're, they're doing what they need to do. That you know, nine and four, they are still uh, it's they are still in the treading water phase, waiting to get healthy again, but uh, slowly they are getting healthy and they haven't put themselves out of it. They're still essentially three games up in the division at this point because they're holding tiebreaker on the Colts and the Colts are two games back. This is going to be a very dangerous team come playoff time. Uh, playing the Pittsburgh Steelers this week, this could be a hiccup. This could this could be a loss. Thankfully for them, at best, the Colts will be within a game. And the Colts do not have an easy opponent themselves this week either. Matter of fact, the Colts have a rather difficult opponent. Coming at 10th on my list is the San Francisco 49ers, 7-6. and six. Huge win over Cincinnati this past week. They got, a, uh, they got a game against Atlanta this week that really looks very winnable, top to bottom. Uh, the team is healthy. Bosa is making is quietly making as good of a case for himself as anyone in the league for defensive player of the year. He's got the 14 sacks. You know, I get it. If Watt or Garrett break the record, then it, it can't, it, it really can't go to anyone else. And I get it that Micah Parsons surgeon, but uh, Nick Bosa is, has the highest double team rate in the league. And he still has 14 sacks. He's making impact plays at, at every single game, multiple times a game. And, um, you know, even with, um, um, I don't know what I was going to say because Debo definitely did play this past week. You know, Kittle coming on, monster performances. Ayuk with a game-winning touchdown. The offense looks like it has weapons. Eli Mitchell's coming back to play. So really at this point in time, uh, you know, with, with, with Debo back and Ayuk and uh, uh, finally fully having emerged and Kittle having fully made his comeback and Mitchell hitting the field again, you know, honestly, this this team is ready to go on on a run, and um, yeah, Atlanta is a good way to get it started. Or I guess Cincinnati was a good way to get it started. Coming in at ninth is the nine and four Dallas Cowboys, fresh off a win in Washington that was a lot harder than it should have been. Like honestly, what what are you what are you doing on that play where you throw that interception to Cole Holcomb and it's run back for a touchdown? Like I don't know, why are you even passing there? Like. Uh, the running back situation continues to be let's let's run behind the one that's a little less hurt. Like, don't get me wrong, the Cowboys are an amazing team. Micah Parsons has made a clear uh, he's definitely going to be defensive uh, rookie of the year. Uh, he's going to get a vote. He's going to get some votes for defensive player of the year. He is that dynamic. He is that amazing. That defense continues to be opportunistic. Trayvon Diggs actually had a great shutdown game this week. He's only targeted twice. And he defended both passes. So 
So yeah, th th there are things really starting to shape up. I still call them an opportunist with defense over a great defense. But you know, once once again, uh, Diggs just shut down Terry McLaurin. So to be honest, maybe I need to start calling them a good defense again. Um, but with that said, something's just not right with the offense. Like you know, they're still an, they're still a really strong team. They're, they're still going to be a difficult team to eliminate. They're still a team that's going to the playoffs. It's 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 pretty clear at this point in time that uh, that they're going to be there, unless you're just something crazy happens. Uh, but the running backs need to get healthy. Pollard and Zeke both need to get healthy. I don't know what scenario that is because it seems like one of them is leading the team each uh, each week hurt now. Um, the good news for them is that receiving core is healthy and uh, they're basically all must starts going forward. Coming in at eighth is the Los Angeles Chargers, eight and five. They have really turned their season around uh, on a three-game win streak at this point in time. Big win over the Giants, huge game tonight, hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, if uh, Super Bowl's in L.A. this year, I have two L.A. teams ranked in the top uh, eight at this point in time. Uh, the Chargers have completely turned it around. And last week, they did it without Derwin James in their lineup. Um, Justin Herbert continues to show that he can be he, – he's now proven over the last three weeks that he can be an elite quarterback week in and week out regardless of the opponent. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to a great game with the Kansas City Chiefs tonight. Like this is, and this is the game that probably decides this division. Um, so, yeah, absolutely must-watch football tonight. Coming at 7.50, Indianapolis Colts. I had them higher last week. I get it at seven and six. And, you know, I, I had them a few spots higher and, and they were on their buy. So really they shouldn't have taken a fall, but I was very impressed by the wins that I saw from Kansas city and Los Angeles and the Rams. So I bumped them down a little. The truth is the, uh, the Colts, you know, they, they got cooled off a little by Tampa Bay, but they're still uh, by Tampa Bay followed by the buy, but they're, they're still playing as good a football as anyone in the league right now. Um, the, and the great thing about this team is it really has no weakness. It has studs everywhere on the offense and the defense. Jonathan Taylor could very well be receiving MVP votes uh, this year. Um, you know, there's there's a lot to like. Uh, Pittman, Moali, uh, Wentz said it multiple times before. You, they can hit you anywhere on the field in the receiving game, and they completely repeat a shreds in their running game and their, their pass catching game out of the backfield times. And the, this defense is probably better than its offense, which is crazy to say at this point in time. But, uh, uh, you know, Defoe, Moore, and Leonard are amongst the most elite at their position in the league. Coming at six, the Kansas City Chiefs, nine and four. They used to be three and four, guys. They're on a six-game winning streak. You know, honestly, all the Kansas City hate, if they go out and they win in, uh, in Los Angeles versus the Chargers tonight, it's all gone. This team could, like, it, it, are you telling me this team can't run the table if they beat the Chargers tonight? Now, granted, I, I'm, I'm not sure that, I don't think, you know, if I had to go with my gut, I'm not, well, first thing first, I'm not playing this game. Uh, but uh, just to, to see who, um, I, I'm not picking a winner right now. I, I will pick a winner before game time, but yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's this is just going to be a uh, a great game in my opinion, and it's going to come down to the wire. But if Kansas City wins this, they'll now be at seven wins straight. 
They will have seized control of that AFC West, and they will have their focus on a first-round bye again. Guys, with all the struggles that three and four Kansas City Chiefs team, they have worked their way back into, into discussion for a bye. So why shouldn't we be high on them at this point? Huge win over Vegas, who just doesn't play them right. Going into a huge game with the Chargers. Let's see what happens. We learn a lot about the Chiefs tonight. Coming at five, the Los Angeles Rams, big win over Arizona, nine and four. You know what? Now it's the time for me to eat a little crow. Now it's the time for me to say something because I've been down on the Rams because they haven't been able to beat the big team since they did it week three versus Tampa Bay. Congratulations, Rams. I will take you seriously from here on it. And I know that for, for several of the listeners on this podcast, that that is a uh, that that is a big statement for uh, for me. I, you know, I still think that for a long period in time, these, this Rams team has been overhyped. But finally, this past week, they lived up to the hype. I don't think they were worthy of praise the whole time that a lot of people were giving them, because they were just praising the potential rather than the result. But now you went out, you led that game start to finish. I know it was a seven-point game, but the Cardinals were never really within seven points of winning that game. And I get it. Kyler Murray made a few great plays uh, to make that score look respectable. Um, yeah, I believe that the Rams can actually beat playoff uh, teams now. Now, I still think it's a difficult run. Uh, I still think they have to find – they have to catch the Cardinals slipping up at some point in time during the season again. Uh, in order to even be able to have a shot at that division. Don't know what the tiebreakers look like at this point. We are going to start doing a tiebreak, uh, a playoff show um, either next week or the following week. Probably if, if everything is too clumped up after this week, then it will be the following week that I start to do a playoff show. Um, if everything, if things get a little more clear this week, then it will be next week I start doing a playoff show. I'm not going to be doing a playoff show with, with 20 teams still in contention, though. Well, no. Okay, 2014. I'm not going to do a playoff show with, with, um, with more than 24 teams in contention. I think that's fair, right? What? 17 make, uh, 14 make the playoffs. Uh, 21. Four from each conference. 20, 22. So once we're down to uh, once we're down to twenty two teams in contention, that's when the playoff show starts, or two weeks before the end of the season. Blah blah blah. So um, either way, the Rams have proven that they can beat the tough opponent now. So at this point, got to give them the respect. Uh, OBJ has been integrated well into that offense, something that I didn't think was going to work. Bob Miller has been integrated well into that defense, something that I wasn't sure would work. Aaron Donald is making as big of an impact as ever. Uh, still don't think that he should be defensive player of the year. Um, major vote getter, but he's going to make a case again at this point in time that he should at least be in the low end of the conversation. Uh, and they did this all COVID depleted. They had no Jalen Ramsey. They had no Daryl Henderson. They, they were missing a lot of people. A lot of people who may or may not may not be back this week. We still don't have verdicts on all those. Hopefully, a little more clarity on tomorrow's show. But the Rams prove that they are a uh, a team that could be reckoned with, and that the NFC does have the elite four, not the elite three. 
there you go, Rams fans. A little bit of an apology for me to an extent. Um, though I'm still not sorry for saying it before the Arizona game. So, yeah, I guess it's not an apology. I'm just finally a believer because things finally came together in week 15, week 14. Don't get too inflated. Okay, uh, and they played the Seattle Seahawks, who have, they have done very well against in, in previous seasons. This team is easily 10-4 and 4 by the end of this week. Coming in at fourth, I still put the Arizona Cardinals ahead of them because, you know, honestly, the season got, uh, the series got split for the season. Rams proved that they could win, but, uh, you know, it, it's, you can make all sorts of excuses if you wanted to. I'm just going to say that I feel like the Cardinals have proven to be a better team throughout the majority of the season. Could that change before the end? Yes. But honestly, I feel like you're off your rocker if you can't acknowledge the fact that these Cardinal team has been better through the majority of the season, considering that they dealt with more than the Rams, to, to be completely honest. Uh, and they're currently dealing with the DeAndre Hopkins injury. This is why I have them down at four, because, you know, it looks like DeAndre Hopkins might be close to getting done this year. So don't know what's going on. Um, the defense did get work by the Rams this last week, so there is some concern there. But I'm sure that versus Detroit this week, they're going to find everything and they're going to bounce back and we're going to see big games from, you know, Buda Baker, Isaiah Simmons, so on and so forth. Jordan Hicks has been, uh, has really turned it on this season, uh, kept rookies Avon Collins on the bench. So, uh, yeah, I definitely believe that. And, you know, we're, we have another week to see Murray back in form. And the truth is, even without the hop, you still got Green, you still have more, uh, Kirk, so on and so forth. And James Conner is playing the running back position as well as anyone in the NFL this season. So many catches out in the backfield, so many rushing yards, goal line attempts, touchdowns. It's just utterly ridiculous. It, clearly, the Steelers made a mistake. Like, we give all the praise to the Steelers for knowing how to develop running backs. Well, they clearly got something wrong with James Conner. So, um, yeah, I don't have anything to say beyond that because I'm not looking to engage and start a fight there. <laughs> or maybe I am. Maybe that's why I dropped those seats in the first place. Okay, moving right along to the third spot. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 10-3 and uh, win over Buffalo this past week. Honestly, they've had, uh, they've had impressive wins over – uh, Buffalo and Indy the past two weeks and uh, taking on the elite of the AFC. You know, Tampa Bay is uh, Tommy Terrific is, uh, is looking to take another title to Tampa. So, um, yeah, uh, it's he just wins. And the defense is starting to come around a little. Uh, I mean, or maybe not, because you know, the truth is they just allowed Buffalo to come back on the final drive. But, yeah, no, the truth is, is this defense has been uh, as much as I believe the defense carried the offense last year, this offense is definitely carrying their, this defense this year. Mike Evans, big games. We're, we're still waiting to see a little more from Gronk getting back involved in the offense. But, um, you know, the, the truth is uh, the, one of the biggest reasons for the resurgence of this uh, – well, not even resurgence. One of the biggest reasons for the success of its offense this season has been to, uh, touch uh, Lombardi-Lenny. Um, yeah, and – the truth is he was better in the playoffs last year than he was in the regular season. Leonard Fournette is having himself a year. Um, <laughs> there's no denying that. And, um, yeah, um, this team can go pretty far. It would not be shocking to find out that they repeat, especially with who's at the helm. 
coming in at two, but I, I don't have them as the best team in the NFC. Uh, they wouldn't be the one seed if the season ended today. And the truth is, coming in at two, we have a Green Bay Packer team that is also 10 and three that is getting healthy. We're going to be seeing Jair Sanders soon. Uh, Devonda Campbell came back from that short stint on COVID. We're going to be seeing Zedaria Smith's team. We're going to see David Bacardi soon. This team, which has been doing well, this defense, which found itself without its two best players, like, well, two of its three best players. So you could argue Campbell is as important to the defense as anyone else, except for maybe Jair. Um, the truth is, you insert guys like Jair and Zedaria's back in, oh, man, it's this defense is going to go from being really good to potentially elite. And you still have Aaron Rodgers on the other side. And you know what? We don't know what's going on with Jones versus Dylan. Um, D-Hop is healthy. We know that. And uh, Rodgers just finds a way to make whoever's on the field even better. That's the truth. And with, with McCarty back, he's going to be better. So this Green Bay team already has been looking like one of the best teams in the league. And they basically insert three all-stars who are healthy, coming back healthy. But that's not enough to make them the number one team, in my opinion, because the number one team, and honestly, I think it's pretty clear. I, I had them close to the Cardinals last week before the loss to the Rams. It's number one team, in my opinion, is the New England Patriots at the record nine and four, fresh off of bye. You know, Bill Belichick off of the bye, yeah, he's got a very tough game in Indianapolis this week. But I'm going to trust the guy uh, who has looked, he's rest like, Man, I don't want to say resurrected his career because um, because he only had one off year, and that was the year where he was learning to live without Brady. Um, yeah, um, Bill has looked as genius this year as he has ever looked in the past. This defense is elite. Um, you've seen a few people comment, uh, NFL.com uh, columnist has commented that the Patriots may have the only defense in the league that truly will make the difference come playoff time. Well, that'll make a, a, an elite level difference come playoff time. And as much as I'm not sure that they're the only one, they definitely are at the top of the list. No one has been playing close. Uh, no one has been, play, been playing close to the style of football they've played over the course of the last almost two months at this point in time. Yes, Indy is a very tough matchup. Indy is a very tough game. But I'll tell you what, what isn't tough about this. I know both teams are coming off their bye, but Bill is going to be more prepared than X. Fill in the name of anyone else in the league after his bye week. He's had two weeks to focus on this opponent. And I know it sounds crazy to say that, um, that he may find a way to limit Jonathan Taylor, but that could just be something that he does. It's not out of the realm of possibility. That secondary continues to be monster killers. Um, um, Matthew Judon continues to anchor that strong line. The defense is as elite as it's ever been. Mac Jones is learning. Yes, I, I get the ball is picking out of his hand versus Buffalo. So we see once again that Bill is not afraid to make the, uh, the, the crazy call in order to win the game. And that running game has been as uh, has been as good of a running game in the league so uh you guys might think i'm off my rocker because a lot of rankings don't have the, the patriots have appeared to number four or five even as low as six um on some of them but this new england team is the real deal and uh i am dreading this as a jets fan i'm dreading every minute of it 
but this just kind of feels like it's going to be Bill versus Tom in the, in the Super Bowl this year. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, whether, whether I like it or not, they are the best team in football. Uh, if you disagree, comment. Comment on the video. Uh, it, it gets posted. Uh, I, I post it on Twitter. I post it on Facebook. I post it on all my uh, accounts, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I don't post it on TikTok, but I cover other things on TikTok. I had a few words about the Urban Mile dismissal uh, last night. So uh, follow me on all social media platforms. You get a little bit something different from each one of them. All of them are linked in the show notes. And uh, yeah, um, remember to follow the J-Mill for Real brand as a whole. And uh, the comment on the Facebook page, the picks competition is over. So uh, no need to comment on that anymore if you don't want to. But um, yeah, no, uh, definitely join the page and give give some feedback if, if you liked it, if you hated it, if you loved it. Uh, you know, say anything you want. I will engage. Um, I, I will engage you on my page. I am not gonna. I'm not gonna engage you on your page about. Uh, well, no. If if you retweet me and um, and you and you say something, I will. I'll even get engaged on your page. I will. Uh, yeah. Let's do this. Let, uh, if you if you see something you don't like or you love, and if you loved it, give it a five star rating. Google, Apple, so on and so forth. Thank you to World and Sport. Thank you to Anchor, and uh, thank you for all for tuning in and listening. I really appreciate the offense, and uh, have yourself a happy and safe holiday season. This is Jamal signing off.